Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week on our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. <laughs> oh my God, guys, did you see the video I posted today? Uh, on our Facebook? No, because you don't follow our own <laughs> podcast, you idiots. <laughs> what video? So I posted on our Facebook, um, Deepak Chopra was on uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yes. And he was talking about, he's get, they're doing, he and Oprah together are Obviously. doing a free 21-day meditation thing. Okay, but all meditation is free, so I don't understand. No, it's like a guided thing on his okay. website. Okay. For 21 days, it's free. You join, like, the group or whatever in tw- for 21 days. Now, listen, if... if <laughs> Considering this podcast will not be released until next week, sure. I don't know. If no, so far, so far from now, might be uh-huh. too late. Okay, I don't think so. We're doing awesome. No, I think it's supposed to start next month anyway. So here's what I love about Oprah: leave it to Oprah to take something that's universally free and then tell you it's free and it's make not, you feel. Doing guided meditation is not always free, but meditation in and of itself is free. Okay, I can't do it by myself. <laughs> okay, well then. Also, he made a funny <laughs> joke. About about, um, he told Oprah if she married him, she'd be Oprah Chopra. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, do you think that they're dating secretly? No. no. Oh, side She's note. So we're such good, as you guys know, Dana and I are co-parenting Sarah at this point, And <laughs> she literally wore a onesie to record today and then just ambled around my apartment aimlessly. And at she one point so was just cute. taking things out of my pantry and crushing it into yogurt. I don't know if she snorted it or ate us, it. How do you set this up? Yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so for I, you know, I think we thought that adding Sarah would lift us up, and instead we've managed to drag her down <laughs> because she we is she, she used to be like very peppy and like on top of things, and today I'm not even sure she knows where she is. So. We broke Sarah. <laughs> and in the same vein, we tricked her by getting her a microphone, a microphone that doesn't work. Which turns out under no circumstances does it work. And Dana, in fact, has to return it. I have it, to return so. it. And I threw everything away about it. So good luck, Dana. So we continue to not be doing well. You know, it's yeah. like we have, we hear what you guys say. Many people were like, why can't we hear Sarah? We took definitive action in yeah. that area and it didn't, it didn't work. work out. <laughs> so we're still working on it. You give us a simple like um, request, yeah, and we it takes us literal months to actually <laughs> implement what you're asking for. You know what? It's not our fault. It's, Sarah goes on cruises every yeah. week. <laughs> it would have been easier if she hadn't been living on a boat for the last six months. So <laughs> we also are going to post a video today. Um, unfortunately, I took the video, so now they have to like find where I put it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not very technologically advanced, um, but we want to tell you about this girl. So it's sweet and salty is her Instagram, and she started this company. It's called Sweet and Salty. Stitches. We're going to add her link to buy stuff to our website, but she made us all these. Incri- is this called cross stitch? No, this is embroidery. Whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. The reality is it's fucking adorable. Yes. She made one for Dana, one for me, and one for our child, Sarah. And they're so awesome. I've been wanting to give it to these girls for, okay, hold on. Let's see what she says. 
blah, 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 blah. I'm sweet and salty stitches on Instagram. Oh, yeah, you're right. It says it will feature my hand embroidered wall hangings and market bags that, as the name describes, are sweet or offensive, a.k.a. salty. Um, uh, shipping peeps can pay via PayPal because that's all I know how to do. Thanks for the support. So we're going to put her, um, information on our website. <laughs> Who's to say it, at what point that will in fact happen, but right. we're definitely going to be working on She's it. She's so right up our alley too. Oh, Cause yes. the other day, remember when I said you were the bitter to my sweet? Yeah. Yes. Is that what she said? God, it was so funny. I, it was hysterical. And I, but what, what was funnier is I don't even know what, what was before that. Oh, I don't. You I don't probably know. said something hateful to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're probably right. So we also it's been a while actually since Sarah, Dana, and I were together because I was in Chicago, and then I don't know, Sarah was on a cruise, and mm-hmm. then Dana went to see Blake Shelton. Yeah. So we've been away from each other for a little while. So I got, I, it, that experience was story worthy. <laughs> All of your experiences oh, are. My life is just one big storybook. It really is. It's a good thing you have a podcast because we love hearing about it. <laughs> it's really true. Don't forget. So we have a brand new website right now and there's a little section there called Attitude of Gratitude. And I, I've seen that you guys are using it. It's so awesome. awesome. Um, because every time you, if you join this group, then every time somebody posts something that they're grateful for, you get an email reminder. And it's just a really good way for all of us to look at our lives and think, you know, oh my gosh, but I have legs. Like whatever, at any mm-hmm. point during your day, if you are feeling bad, just go to our website and just write a little list of things that you're grateful for. This is not like actually a call to arms for you to just tell us how great we are, although we don't yeah. mind it, but just anything in your life. It can be really simple. You know, today I would be like, I'm so grateful that I had granola and yogurt so that Sarah can stay alive, mm-hmm. you know, like things like that. Right. Um, I And I would say I'm so grateful that we have amazing listeners. That's yes. just the most adorable present. Somebody also started a, so Dana and I did this thing on Instagram. Is our name for that where you Oh, the asked, poll. Yeah, uh-huh. we did a poll on Instagram where like people can ask us questions and somebody asked if we had um, a group for our listeners and we said, you know, we don't. And so she started it. So if you want to look on Facebook, it's a, it was a public group until somebody went on there and just like fucking shat their pants. <laughs> so now we've made it private again. And when I say we, I mean the girl that started it, whose yeah. name is escaping me, but she's for sure. I think it's our Houston intern. Oh my God. I hope I'm not wrong. Um, but I'm going to go send her a message and say, good job for making it private because there were some crazy people already attacking us, but it's a Facebook group. It's called AWP interns. So if you guys want to talk some about us basically go feel free yeah, get in I there probably shouldn't read it then <laughs> um and also i just want to remind everybody so we're going to be in boston it's mm-hmm. actually coming up so over labor day weekend we've decided to fly to boston to celebrate dana's birthday which her birthday is september 1st we're doing a show at laugh boston on september 2nd it's part of the boston podcast festival you can go to laughboston.com to get tickets so if you're anywhere around there please do that and come see us we want to hang yes. out with you please yeah. Um, cause I'm, you guys, I'm not trying to brag. It's going to be my first trip away from my baby. <gasps> Is it she really? turns two next month wow. and this will be four days. The first time I've ever been away from my daughter. So, oh my gosh. and Dana's, are you a weird, like age person? Like, do you get depressed on your birthday? Nah. Okay. So Dana will be in really good spirits. I'll just be hysterically crying. So please come. <laughs> Please come and find us. If you ever, um, we're going to get straight to it here. We have a lot of feedback and we have a lot of questions in yours that we want to get to today. If you have anything you want to share with us, you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us through our fancy new website, absoluteworstpodcast.com. We're totally on social media. We're even 
though I'm bad at social media, I do a pretty good job of tracking direct messages to us. Yeah, I don't check any of that. You yeah. take care of that. It's so you can send us direct messages through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. Um, we always get your messages. Um, and also, I just wanted to say to everybody, if you're like, Ugh, they're never going to read my email, I am. Mm-hmm. I will always get to everything. But there's just there is like a rhyme and reason to how I put these episodes together, shockingly. So we do have a structure. There is a structure. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem that way, but I'll, I'll don't don't worry. I, I see you. So there we go. Uh, this is subject line fan mail. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to stop by to let you know I am absolutely obsessed with your podcast. <gasps> I was randomly searching for new podcasts to add to my favorites, ran into yours, downloaded one episode to take a peek, and knew within a few minutes I was hooked. I've decided to go back and listen from episode number one. Thank you. (laughs) I've been listening to a minimum of three daily for the last week, and it's been really fun to match each episode to your Instagram posts. Oh, fun. I just realized I'm starting to sound a bit obsessed. Wow. Thank you for making me laugh and play pretend like you two are my new best friends. Move over, Oprah. P.S. Listening from Bolivia, South America. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're not pretending. We are your best friends. Definitely. I think you're my first Bolivian friend. Wow. Yeah, me for sure. I mean, I did have a friend who married a girl from Bolivia so she could stay in the country, but he was really more my friend. Mm. I'm not saying the girl wasn't. You know what? You're my second Bolivian friend. I don't want to be an asshole. Definitely my first. I'm drinking coconut coconut Yuck. water. Yuck. This is... <laughs> I know. I never understand what she drinks. It's always a weird, unnatural color. It's pressed juice It's disgusting. I don't know why I'm promoting you them. You probably paid twelve dollars for that tiny bottle. Yeah, it was obscenely. Poor expensive. Sarah just wanted a snack when she got here, and you're like, "Do you want quinoa chips on kale <laughs> candies?" <laughs> you did want the quinoa chips, though, didn't you? No. no. Okay, great. Yeah. So this is Moving fake nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know what this is. So. Remember, okay, this is, I think, Eric Stone Street's episode. So a girl had written in saying that she can't find a good time to wake, to have sex with her husband or her boyfriend or whatever yeah, it was. And he was waking her up in the middle of the night. Correct. Then another person wrote in in response to that and her their fake name was Ugh and was like, why is this motherfucker waking this bitch up in the middle of the night to have sex? Remember that? I don't remember that response. Oh, yeah. This girl replied and was real mad. So now this girl is replying back to that girl. Uh So it's the girl that was waking up in the middle of the night is now replying to the girl that was mad about it. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Hashtag be kind rewind. It is. So it says fake name (laughs) to ugh from 3 a.m. with love and a dry vagina. She says... Hi, it's me, the girl whose boyfriend wakes her up at 3 a.m. to sex it up. I just listened to all your feedback episode and want to thank fake name listener Ugh for writing in and totally getting me. <gasps> thank you, girl. I ended up just upping my sex game at other normal hours of the day and then pointing out how much ahem ready my body was when awesome. not cold, woken up out of a dead ass sleep, and he got the point. I appreciate your fury at my inability to say no, and it made me feel a lot better to hear a stranger call him a crybaby baby fuck face because (laughs) (laughs) although I love him I can't believe this was a thing I actually needed to explain to anyone from the planet and you totally saw that and you called it out too love you stranger may all your sex be well timed and mutually awesome that is incredible that's incredible I love that like her problem was fixed because a stranger was like fuck this shit (laughs) 
so true. It's oh so God. true. And but she's right. Like when she's ready and into it, her body's ready. Totally. Like it's gonna be so much better for all involved. Yeah. It's like trying to slam a stop splintered <laughs> piece of wood through a gravy hallway. No, there was no gravy. That was the problem. <laughs> it's like trying to jam the end of an axe into a cotton swabbed mole hole. <laughs> I just want to keep coming up with examples of what Please it's like. Because you're Can I just do one so more? Because it's your like eyeballs are flitting all over it's your It's like head. trying to shove a clenched fist through a piece of cardboard. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're right. <laughs> love. Ugh. Love. Ugh. It's so good. Which that's is just great. a reminder that, you know what? Sometimes for anybody that's sitting there and like, I have a problem. No, but it's stupid. I'm not going to write it on. No, but maybe problem. I'll just say stupid. Yeah, they're not. And sometimes it just helps to hear. Listen, as usual, did we help that girl? No. no. But <laughs> what if you did? did. <laughs> So this is in response to episode 50. I don't even remember. I think some remember somebody was, I can never tell what's going to garner a lot of responses. Oh, okay. And, and so this person was literally just like, what's up with saggy boobs? I think that was her only question. Okay. And we have gotten so many emails from people being like, I'll fucking tell you what's up with saggy boobs. <laughs> awesome. And, and we've also gotten a lot of bra recommendations. Which so, is great. So great. Because one of them, a girl wrote in and it was on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I even shared the link to it in our show notes. I can't remember. And then somebody's talked about third love. Yes. There were other ones yeah. too. Yeah. But the first one, cause you know, I'm not quick to the punch. So it's taken me weeks to actually purchase one. Um, I bought it. The and one that it changed my life. Wait, I, <clears throat> is it the uniboob one? What does that mean? Does it look like one tube of boob? Well, it's a sports bra. Yeah, so, yes. so it's a tube of But I actually went, because you know I have this mean Pakistani Pilates instructor now. She's yeah. very mean to me. I'm not sure it's she's wh- really that mean. You said she's very young and beautiful. She's super young. She's super gorge. And, and she's she told super... you to eat that weird butter. Yeah, ghee. You're right. Yeah. And so she, I went to Pilates. I just one-on-one Pilates this, a couple weeks ago. And she pulled my sports bra and was like, literally, what is that? I don't know what Your you think. Your new one? No, my old one. Oh, okay. So she was like, I want you to go home and throw it in the garbage because I'm like deeply offended by it. Like, I don't even know what you think you're doing. Are you comfortable right now? I was was like, yeah. She was made for you. No, I know. (laughs) She's like, are you comfortable? I'm like, yeah. She's like, then it's not working. (laughs) So I threw it away and then I bought the other one because I didn't want the young person to yell at me. Good for you, Allison. Thank you. So this is another... Suggestion. So this says, Dana. Hi. <laughs> Try the Alomi underwire sports bra in style 8040. This thing is like a bulletproof vest. Wide wire coverage, so no poking out or side boob leakage. Yes. I'm a 44 double H. Wow. And so far, this bad boy is the best thing ever. Oh, she knows then. So are you going to tell us your I boob did, size? No. Oh. <laughs> um, but I did... Um, you, I think you sent me that message or told me, and oh, I did okay. check it out. I haven't bought it yet, but I'm going she to. She says Amazon has them, or if you can check out Bra Garden in Westminster, California, the owner specializes in big boobies and bras, triple D through double N. Good luck. Wow. Holy Can I tell shit. you guys something? Yes. I'm going to have to get new bras. Oh. Because, you know, I've been trying to... Because you're wasting away and you're like a shell of a person. Uh I've lost some booby weight, guys. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I feel like that was my problem like this last year because 
well, two years. You know, it's, how long does it take before you realize, number one, you don't have a baby, and number two, you didn't just have a baby? No, I still say, baby, <laughs> my son is six. Because my, see, I'm like, okay, cause first I had a baby, so then my boobs, like, I was pregnant, so they got, like, big. And then I was nursing, so they just got weird. And then I wasn't nursing, so then they just got flabby. And then I was slowly losing weight, and then they got weird again. And then I gained more weight. I mean, it's just, I have, like, 18 different size bras in there. Yeah. It's like the fucking wild, wild west. Uh, your life. that's all i'm saying you guys just pray for me okay okay so remember when the guy wrote in and he was writing in response okay so this woman was talking about how her husband travels so much and that was really hard on their marriage oh for work yes yeah and then a guy wrote in and was like i totally identify because i travel a lot for work yes and we loved him and at some point you and i were like what's he talking about did he have an affair right right so he replied to us and he said FYI, eek, no, I didn't have an affair. Oh, good. We just listened to a book where that happened, and I wondered if the kids ever thought that could happen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so he just wanted to clear it up. Yeah, we were just having, he was yeah. finishing our conversation. Yes, that's right. Yeah. We were just a little confused. No, I'm glad he wrote back in, because we did, we were like, did he have an affair? Yeah, I was so confused. So yeah. it turns out he didn't, so, you know, we continue to love him. Um, this is in response to, hey, what? just asterisk. If somebody out there did have an affair, we still love you. Choices happen. Thank you for sometimes that. Sometimes they're not the best. Thank and you, Dana. Sometimes they are. We yeah. still love you. And you know what? Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, this Allison, is. Yeah. Did you have an affair? No. Oh, okay. Gosh, let's just talk the way, about just that. Just the way that you no. said. Thank you for saying that. Thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> no, you know, I, I. You don't need to have an affair. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that I want I mean, to have Robbie an affair. I mean, half dates me, so. That's true. Are yeah. you guys going to go to that movie? We both have already seen the movie. Oh, he saw it? He's, he, yes. He texted me and told me that he saw it when while did... he was in Chicago. Oh. Which, by the way, the movie was Hereditary with my friend Tony Collette. Yes. Who's amazing. Amazing. And I hope she, she may be on the show soon. Yes. Spoiler. But it, do you think it's going to be bad if she comes on the show and I'm just going to admit that I've never seen it, nor no, do I ever want she, to? she told me I was crazy for going to see it okay. by myself. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Dane, I can't do Australian accent. Dane. Dana. Oh my gosh, she's going to be our gateway to Australia. I, I know, I want her to get us into Australia. Okay, great. This is in response to episode 53. They say, number 53 was very good. Being a male, sometimes I feel like I'm eavesdropping on a women's conversation at a boutique. I do get past that, and I'm very happy that someone's actually getting great advice that can really help them. The sex and monthly discomfort thing made me cringe a bit. I'm <laughs> exempt because I'm old. Keep up the great work, ladies. Loving the podcasts. Thank you. Thank you, older male listener. I love that we have male listeners, oh, older and young. I know, and I love that they're like, I'm just going to sit tight here through the menstruation through talk. The part that I don't want need. Yeah. I'm going to just try to get Do it some together. some scrubbing if needed, needs be. Okay, you guys are going to die. Everybody put your seatbelts on. Oh, no. Am I going to get angry? No. Okay, good. You're going to freak the fuck out. I am? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. So much buildup. Okay. Now everybody remembers this listener. She wrote in episode 27. Okay. She talked about how, funny story, she had never had sex with her husband. Yeah, that wasn't a funny story. We were, we were worried. She wrote back. Okay. Desperately seeking dick update. Okay. 
Hello, best friends. I finally have an update for you. I apologize for the delay, but life got in the way. First, let me note that my husband is very big on communication, which is another reason this situation is particularly frustrating. If it's so important to communicate, then why not tell me what the F is going on? He will literally say, we need to talk in a very serious tone when all he says is that we need to get flowers to plant in the yard. So just as I worked up the nerve to talk to him about everything, he lost his job. The mm-hmm. last thing I wanted to do was pile on to all of that stress with an argument about our lack of sex life, which for anybody that hasn't that. listened, they haven't had sex in, what was it, seven years? Yeah. I mean, they've been married for seven years or something, and yeah. they have not had sex. They've never had sex. Never. Like, they could annul that marriage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she says, months went by and no sex. Last week, I came home, and I found a random sex toy on the bedside table. Oh. He wasn't home. Here was my internal monologue. What the fuck? What skanked left this at my house? Oh, my God. I'm so pissed. What the fuck do I do? Wait, is this something just guys use? Oh, wait, it's unisex. He wouldn't cheat on me, would he? Would he? What is it? I did what any rational person would do. I took a picture and sent it to my friend saying, what the fuck is this shit? He's just going to leave it out. But Mr. Communication can't just walk downstairs to tell me he wants to bone or even talk about the fact that we've never had sex. I was so pissed that I left the house and just went to sit by a nearby lake for a few hours during which every possible scenario entered my mind. I came home and ended up sleeping upstairs and not seeing or talking to my husband. The next day I came home from work and the vibrator was nowhere to be found. So clearly he is trying to hide it from me. Listen, I'm not angry that he's using one. Get your rocks off, buddy. It would be weird if you didn't because I sure as hell do. But why not just address the issue with your wife? I needed a couple days to figure out how to bring it up. There's really not a great time to have these talks. Hence the months I've waited. Years. Years. Years you've waited. Yeah. So I decided not to bring up the sex toy at all. I don't want him to feel bad about using one. So instead, he was getting ready to go to apply for some jobs. And I just said, hey, we need to have a talk. Easy enough. Then I followed up with, why don't we ever talk about the biggest issue in our marriage? Putting the ball back in his court to see if he actually agrees with it, that it's the biggest issue. He immediately said, what? Sex and babies? I said yes, and we were off and running. I am a big crier and was super shocked that I didn't burst into tears during the conversation. Basically, we're both to blame. He was getting signals from me that I didn't want him to touch me, and then I mm-hmm. just wasn't into sex. And mm-hmm. I was getting tired of bringing it up with him, so I just stopped asking about it a long time ago. Mm. We both agree that it has to change and that we both want to. Naturally, because my life is always in some sort of shambles, we didn't have sex because I started my period the day before, and of I course. really didn't want that to be our first experience. So next week it is. This is from June 19th. So it should have happened. It should have happened. We have so to there you there you have it. I am still desperately seeking dick, but at least I know I won't be for much longer. And it's good to know that my husband is in fact attracted to me and doesn't have mutilated genitals and or is gay. Thank you for your patience. Love you, ladies. Sincerely getting that D. So she sent this in to us. I read it because I was so excited and I immediately replied to her and I was like, all caps, you still haven't had sex. Yeah. Why are you sending this to me? You have to get in there. You have sex. You write back to me. You take pictures. You send a video. I want to see the cardboard in the jank shank. I want to know what the fuck is going on. That seems like an appropriate response. So I want you guys to know, because I know all our listeners are very concerned about this. Yeah. Here's what I would like to say about it's um, <laughs> Allison. You're crazy. You just downed half of your weirdo juice drink. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> I like what she said, and this is what I want everyone to take from this, because I think people are probably like, how could you be married that long and not have sex? Yeah. Fine, whatever, you know, this is their journey, not ours. But what she did say that really resonated with me is he was getting signals from her that she didn't mm-hmm. want it. She was getting signals from him that he didn't mm-hmm. want it. That happens in every relationship mm-hmm. and marriage. It really does. And somebody's got to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really proud of her mm-hmm. for bringing it up. Good for you. Dana, you are in such a positive place today that I don't even literally <laughs> know how to respond to what's happening. I know, because for months I was really having a hard time. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Yes. I'll just be real open and honest. Please. I got my antidepressant. <laughs> I'm sure people are like, why is she talking about this no. all over the world? But it is important for us to remember, like, you know, I realized a long time ago that I needed some help mm-hmm. just um, body wise, mm-hmm. you know, brain wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think depression probably runs in my family and just has never been addressed. Mm-hmm. So a long time ago, I did realize that and I got something and I felt bad about it because I'm Midwestern and we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And um, ask for help or take medicine. All of it. (laughs) Or go to the doctor for that matter. So anyway, I, um, she was like, you know, you just need something to take the high, like the highest highs and the lowest lows and make them a little more normal for you. And so I did. And for years I was on the same thing. Well, that medication stopped working for me. And Mm -hmm. my doctor said that that's normal. It Mm -hmm. happens for a lot of people. So if you've been on an antidepressant for a long time and you're just not feeling good, Talk to your doctor. So our first move was to double what I was already on. That made me... I remember. You guys are so lucky that you didn't see me during that two two and a half weeks. I literally cried all day, every day, and I didn't know why. And I just wanted to like sink into a pit of mud and never come out. Yeah. Um, So I called my doctor and I was like, I can't go the next... We were going to try it for a month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't live like this. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact. I can't. So I went to the doctor and we changed it and I feel it's like night and day. That's you fucking guys. awesome. It's and like I, I don't want to, so I want to say two things. Number one, I'm riveted by this, but I also know that one of our future episodes we have coming up is about depression and anxiety because oh, we've gotten okay. a lot of questions about this. So for anybody that's listening, know that foreshadowing. Yeah, we're <laughs> about to hit this subject pretty hard. Oh, great. But I'm so glad that that happened and I'm glad you're back with us. Thank it's you. great to see you. I say I'm perfect. I did fight with my son and my husband this morning. (laughs) Well, yeah, you wouldn't be you if you didn't still have... Listen, medicine isn't going to fix every personal relationship you have in your life. No. Uh, (laughs) Believe me, I tried it with alcohol and cocaine for like 10 years and (laughs) things still didn't get better. If anybody's self-medicating... Somebody in my life recently said to me, legitimately, Uh you would tell me if you had a cocaine problem, right? And I was like, are you I actually did an Allison and said, is this a joke? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's awesome. But I think what you're saying, too, is, and and this is like, it's so funny because this is one of the biggest themes of our show, which is communication. Mm -hmm. You know, both of them chose to say nothing. And it's like, that makes it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, it becomes more and more difficult to discuss. So you're absolutely right. The fact that she took the first step by talking about it, because it hasn't been discussed point blank. You know, I'm glad that she finally had the courage to do that. And I like to think it's, you know, that maybe us and our listeners have helped her move in that direction. And then, yeah, we want to hear what happened. So please write back and let us know what's going on. I want details. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is sort of like a feedback slash question. Hi, ladies. I am absolutely grateful that you two have decided to put together such a podcast. I've sit and laughed after all the day's craziness, and it makes all okay. And oh my God, I can completely relate to the whole Dan Tipton thing. And as crazy as this may sound, because they are in no way related, but also that I want to see your vagina thing. <laughs> okay. I have a special someone until the big C had taken him five years ago, throat oh. cancer. I referred to him as Tommy Via, pronounced V. Oh, so Tommy V. That is how much I loved him. I love just saying his name. Okay, so now that we are all distraught, let me explain about the vagina peekaboo situation. <laughs> My bestie and I were so very close, but we had both decided to be the ultimate best friends by showing each other our vajayjays. I don't understand. I do believe, Dana, this is the most absolute closest you can be to your bestie. No. No. So now that we are noted, we are all spirit sisters. I do actually have a question slash concern. Since Tommy has passed, I've been raising our four kids alone, starting going back to college and working part time. Oh my God, wow. I can't. You never know when I'm going to cry. You just can never tell when it's going to happen. Wow. All while keeping up with ball games, school outings, doctor's appointments, etc. I'm truly running myself ragged. I'm so tired and becoming so angry at things that don't even really matter. Mm. Okay, all of that said, I could get a partner to help with life, but I just cannot get along with another man. Another man in my home pisses me off. I have dated, and as soon as he wants to help with a bill or whatever it may be, I will ghost him. I understand grieving, but what the fuck is wrong with me, and why can I not let somebody else in? It truly is a struggle within myself. At times I feel so alone, but at those moments I know that I will only shove them away. Mm. I can't. It's a lot. (laughs) First of all, I just want to say that I completely, as weird as this is, I just... I, I identify. I know that doesn't seem reasonable because I haven't been through that experience. No, but I think like one of the major things that shows up in that is that she's having a hard time asking and accepting help. Totally. And sometimes you have a hard time asking for oh, help. For sure. But yeah. I also understand the thing of um, having four children with someone and seeing another man get close to them. You know, mm-hmm. like being and maybe it's maybe I'm identifying it because I I have a friend that I'm specifically thinking of who has had that in her life. Mm-hmm. Um and in her experience it wasn't a death, but she you know, I, I, I just, it's not just her. I feel like I've seen many women. Yeah. They go one of two ways, right? They either start dating and introducing their k- kids to other men or they're like, oh, I'm just never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to raise my children. And I'm just they go into like overdrive. And yeah. I just feel like I would be that person. Yeah. I'm you know, not doing well. <laughs> yeah. Not that she's not doing well, but I, I feel like I would do that. So I get it. My best friend and I talk about this every once in a while because um her husband didn't die either. They just divorced and he's a horrible monster. Mm-hmm. But um, she hasn't dated. Her son is, gosh, she's going to be a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And she left, you know, when he was like three, little. Um, and she really has just made her entire life about her son. And I get it. It right. would be really easy to do that. But I also look forward to the day where she can open herself up to allowing someone else into her life. Yeah. You know, and I, I also want to say, you know, this thing about like, what the fuck is wrong with me? There's no, there's no right way to grieve. No. You know, there's no, 
I think we all give ourselves these arbitrary deadlines, not only in grief, but in life. You know, yeah, you've seen like, Dana and I do it. Like, why? oh, I should have a house by now. Oh, oh you should I be shouldn't over be this by now. Right. Like, oh, my life looks fine. Why am I depressed? Oh, yeah. I, you know. Uh, why are my feelings hurt? Right. Why, you know, yeah. whatever these things are of like, oh, this person died five years ago. Surely I should be over it by now. It's like, this is the husband of your children mm-hmm. or this is the, the father <laughs> of your children. We get you it. You get it. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... I, and I think it's sort of twofold. Well, I mean, what a we, powerhouse this woman she's is. She's a superhero, man. You and I both know, we've both experienced having one child right. and our husband's going yes, away. I almost died. Right? Yeah. She has four. Right. And I'm telling you, if you got a kid that plays sports, goodbye life. Yes. Honestly, my sister and my best friend, their kids both are in all the sports and they have no life. It's right. just constant getting some yeah, and she's like going back to college is this a joke i know i mean are you kidding she's a superhero and and i think that it's you know she kind of says it too she's sort of like yeah i know i would need the help like it it's sort of like separating these things of like oh i want to date a man because i need the help like i would invite you to look other places to receive the help, the help. that you need mm-hmm. and and i've so you know i feel like for many years i put a man into a certain kind of category and realized through a lot of beating my head against the wall that women could fill that role in my life you mm-hmm. know um just in terms of like, I feel like I was showing up to men for sometimes the wrong reasons of mm-hmm. being wanting to be taken care of and having intimacy. And I was able to find that in a lot of my friendships instead, yeah. you know. Um, so whatever her community is, whether it's like a church or her college friends or what's going on at work or other parents, you know, I think the first hurdle is being able to say, I'm still grieving. Mm-hmm. I'm still really sad. Mm-hmm. I still struggle on a daily basis with this thing that has happened to me. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's okay. It is okay. You know? She's being hard on herself. You know, yeah. her and this man created a life and a family together for many years, clearly. And there's no reason why she needs to be hard on herself for still grieving after only five years. You're continuing the life that you built with this other person who's no longer with you. And you don't have to do it by yourself. And not doing it by yourself doesn't mean that you have to have another man in that role. Correct. You know, you can go other places for that support. And then I think the second part is if you're in a place where you do want to be with somebody else and you want, then that's great. That's great too. You know, but, but it doesn't have to be, you know, I just want to separate these, those right. two ideas. And I definitely hope that for her in her future, Yeah, but I don't want her to beat herself up for not being ready. Totally. Cause if you're not ready, that's totally fine. It's fine. And nothing's going to work until you're ready. That's right. You know, but, but being able to, you know, find the other places where you can get the help and, and just, you know, I think think keeping I feel like we talked to somebody else wasn't it like their grandmother had passed away and their boyfriend thought that was really weird that she was so broken up about it and it's like what can you do on a daily basis to just continue to keep your husband's spirit alive you know like Mm -hmm. just talking about him with your children and Mm -hmm. and not shutting that door and knowing that it's okay and it's healthy to keep having conversations exactly remember the happiness exactly you know to not you, you know whatever you can do to keep connecting with his spirit, I think is, is amazing. And, you know, just letting you know that we're like so touched by your story and so grateful that anything that we're offering is lightening and you up on a little her bit. side. Like you're doing great. You're doing fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You should be honestly on this show. So we need a lot of help, honestly. Could you help us through some stuff? I know. Here she goes chugging <laughs> that weird colored liquid again. Let me tell you the ingredients. Uh-uh. Coconut meat. 
That's not right. That doesn't even exist. It says coconut meat, coconut water, and cinnamon. And you paid $12 for that tiny little <laughs> juice bottle it was of five coconut th- meat. <laughs> Sarah no, wants I don't want to take picture. a picture of it. Stop taking pictures of yeah, me. Yeah, because you're embarrassed, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not embarrassed. It's delicious. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, hey, what I'll was her what, fake name? She I'll didn't bring have a fake you, name. I'll bring you some coconut meat. You give me that $12. Why does it feel like you want to fuck me when you say <laughs> that? What does that mean? <laughs> Stop talking you. about your coconut meat, you <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah. This is fake name Marla Clampa. How can Marla, I... Marla s- what? Marla Clampa. Clampa? That's her fake name. Okay, I, I like it. Tell you. I like it. How can I stop being condescending and bitchy and judgmental to my younger sister? I swear I'm not like I wait, I swear I'm not like I am with her. Oh, I swear I'm not like I am with her with anyone else, at least not as bad. We're both adults now, so I'd really like to not be such a bitch to her. I try to catch myself and change, but then after we hung out just recently, I realized in retrospect that what I thought was me giving her good advice was me being condescending and judgmental. Wow. Good for you, girl. Man, that was really like impressive that she realizes that. Yeah. You know, I guess my first thought would be um tell her what you wrote to us oh wow you know yeah i mean just say hey i recognize this and i'm having a it's bothering me and i'm sorry and i'm gonna try not to yes because we talk to our families like it's one of those things like you know how your own mom drives you crazy instantly and if somebody's with you when you get so mad at your mom and they're like she literally didn't do anything yes Yes. oh my gosh (laughs) it's like our family gets under our skin so quickly i know but i think a good first step would be literally just tell her what you wrote to us i think she would be so like thankful and touched yeah i mean i don't think you need to be like hey so there's this podcast where they read like people's secrets all over the world and i like specifically told them my real name about us i just meant like (laughs) she's like also you should listen to them it's called absolutely they have a great website it's super awesome they have a new website they have a new website no but i think to just turn around and be like hey you know what i I just wanted to call you and say I, i realize that i do this thing when I'm with you. And mm-hmm. I, for some reason, the last time I left you, I just, it occurred to me that I'm still doing it. And I just want you to know that I'm aware of it and I'm really I'm working really trying. on it. It's coming from a place of love, but I'm not communicating correctly. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 And it, it, there is, there's something with our families. It doesn't matter. I think, I don't know if I've told this story before, but my brother and I uh, were in Europe with our families, with, with our parents. And we would come back to the hotel at the end of the day because my brother and I were splitting a room and my parents had a room. And uh-huh. my brother would come in and be like, can you believe dad? He's so crazy. Like, what is he talking about? I'd be like, dad, mom's insane. And we just did not have that experience with the other parent. You know what oh, I mean? Like yeah. whatever one was, whatever was bothering one about the one parent, the other one was like, that never, it wasn't even on our radars, you know, because for yeah. some reason that day, the one was getting under the other one's skin for yeah. some, and it was opposite, you know, and everything he would say, I'd be like, that's like a, not even a big deal, you <laughs> right, know, right. and, and vice versa. So it, it, there is just something, there's so much pent up stuff in our families that yeah. you can't even articulate, you know, uh-uh. like, you know, I could be, that's why like I could be with my, today I did it to my husband where I was like, can you do me, this is, let me give you an impersonation of something I do to Robbie all the time and he fucking can't stand it. Okay. okay. All you have to do in this situation is say nothing. Okay. okay. So you're Robbie and I'm me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So this is what I, exactly what I said to you. I said, so can you just take my phone and answer if Dana and Sarah call? No. Okay. 
it's fine. It's not a big deal. And he was like, I didn't <laughs> fucking breathe. It, it like, what are you talking about? That's so amazing because he came and let me in and he was so happy and gave me the biggest <laughs> hug. Like, you could have sent a bear to me by doing that. <laughs> but I just, there's something like I've decided in like a split second Oh, he fucking hates me. So never mind. Oh, you can't be bothered. He hadn't <laughs> blinked. Like he hadn't done anything. And I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll just do it myself. It's fine. Yeah. I'll be honest. When I walked in the room, you didn't even say anything to me after not having seen me for a while. Your husband had already given me a lovely hug. And your daughter, who we have a complicated a relationship, <laughs> ran up to me and said my name. Can you believe that? Yeah. You had a real breakthrough was, with my daughter, didn't We I? had tea together. Not only that, but she reached for you yeah. and let Dana hold, hold her, her and then literally poured her tea. Poured tea for me. She is Peppa Pig She tea introduced cup. me to Peppa Pig. You guys. And then she pointed to Sarah and said, who's that? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is completely true. You guys. <laughs> that fucking happened. It did. That literally happened. <laughs> You guys are going to freak out when you hear the subject line. Okay. This is a real thing. Okay. Subject line. Should I write a letter to a murderer? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this a friend of mine? Because I have very frequently asked myself the same question. Listen to this. Hello, Dana and Allison. Love the show. I've got a weird question, and I'm hoping you can help me out. A little background. My family is so normal. Your typical Midwestern family. No skeletons in our closet and no family drama. The most scandalous thing that goes on is this is that my hippie cousin has stopped wearing deodorant and stinks up our family get-togethers. Inappropriate. Without revealing too many details, I've always known that my dad has two female cousins. The other day, I overheard some casual conversation at a family get-together where they mentioned there being an estranged male cousin. Let's call him Bart. I'd never heard of Bart, but it's not that big of a deal. I'm not real well-versed on the family tree or anything. Long story short, I ended up Googling this guy and turns out that he is in prison for murder. Whoa. What the fuck? Right. My parents, aunts, uncles, and cousins had no idea that Bart was in prison. They were all shocked for a bit when I revealed the news and then went on with their lives. Dana, hoping that you'll understand since I've heard you say that you listen to murder podcasts. Constantly. But I cannot stop thinking about this. Yeah. I have about a million questions that I'd like to ask this guy. Right. How does someone turn into a freaking murderer? I've been considering the idea of writing to Bart in prison. I want to know what my parents slash grandparents slash aunts slash uncles were like when he was a child and I'd like to know what memories memories he has of them. I also want to know what the hell happened in his life to get him to where he is now. My dad is very against me reaching out to Bart and thinks I'm trying to, quote, she puts quotes, break up the family oh, no. and bring embarrassment to Bart's siblings. They don't understand my interest in wanting to communicate with the guy. My own concerns include that I do not want to glorify the crime that Bart committed. Correct. I don't want him to get some sick satisfaction from me asking about his crime. Also, I don't know if he has any creepy friends that will get out of prison and Correct. seek me out to stalk me or worse. Mm -hmm. I don't want to cause any permanent issues in my family. I just am curious about my first cousin once removed that is a convicted murderer and I want to know more about him, my family and his life. Is this something worth pursuing or should I just leave it alone? Sorry for the long email. Feel free to edit to make it more brief if needed. Thanks for being my therapist. Fake name Penny. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> Penny, I want to ask you a fucking question before Dana leads in on oh, you. Oh, yeah. Let me just ask you one real quick question. So you're going to write to this guy. Uh -huh. 
Oh, and so you're just going to give them your fucking address, Penny? Well, so you're just going to put your fucking return yeah. address on the envelope, Penny? That's your great idea. You're just going to roll in and be like, hey, I heard you murder. What's that all about? What oh happened? God. Tell me more. Please get off of Penny. <laughs> Here's what I want to say, Penny. I get you real hard. <laughs> like, I have a friend that his brother's a lawyer, and he... Totally was the lawyer for the serial killer that wrote a book. And I was like, I bet I could write him a letter. <laughs> I, I was the same way. And I, that she, her concerns are absolutely and validly my concerns as well. Mm-hmm. You can't let this person know where you live mm-hmm. and have easy contact with you. Mm-hmm. And these people are very manipulative mm-hmm. and in emotionally um, in every way. Right. Like, they they have nothing to do in prison. Right. They would love nothing more than to fuck with your brain. And not only that, to get out of prison. They're going to yeah. do whatever they can. Yeah. And I'm not saying people in prison that murder people are bad. That's I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> well, just they made saying some, some questionable choices. choices. Yes. Um, but I think I totally get it. I think probably it's not a great idea. That's Dana's like really nice way of saying it. Here's another thing. I know what you're thinking, Penny. Oh, no big deal. I'm going to get a P.O. box. No bitch. Because then someday you're going to need to go to the P.O. box to get the mail. And guess who's going to be lurking around the corner? His murder minions. cousin. No, it's not appropriate. <laughs> I don't like it. I The fact that you had to write it. I mean, there's just so I have so many problems with this. I almost think it's safer to write a murderer you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like so many, I've read a lot of books and stories where somebody starts getting, you know, is curious and writes a letter and they have this relationship and they get manipulated. Totally. And it's not even just money. It's like, I mean, come on, Truman Capote. Right. You know, yes. like in, in Cold Blood, right? Yes. I mean, that he got manipulated. And that's the thing is you think like, oh, well, that'll it never happen never to me. And they're like, can me. you send me a picture? Mm-hmm. I'd love to get a picture mm-hmm. of blah, blah, blah. Now they start doing, maybe he doesn't know more about your family. Now they're doing more research. Now they're like, oh, I know this thing about your dad. If you don't do this, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's just like Russia. They can find <laughs> out. And, oh, geez. They can find out anything about you. And as has been proven by this podcast when you're communicating with someone you often reveal a whole lot more than you expect to totally particularly when you're not face to face like yes. we do on this show yes. you think I want you to know that my husband hates me no, no. but there's do like I a want sense... the world to know that I suffer from depression no but there's a sense of anonymity when we're just looking at each other and that's what's going to happen in that's your exactly murder right. letters and let me just tell you something else so I actually have jail access so I worked really hard in fact to get access to go into jail in L.A. County so that I could talk to people about the horrors of alcoholism. That's so wonderful. Do you also have coroner? Coroner? Coroner. Coroner. What's access. that? Access to the county coroner. Oh, hilarious. Why would I? I don't know. It's got to be a different <gasps> program, right? I mean, I had to go to the L.A. County Sheriff's. Me? Stop. What? No. You know, the only way you can get a, a tour of the coroner's office is if you commit a crime and you're a first timer and they're trying to get you not to. So they show you dead bodies. This is so weird. How did this happen right now? What do you mean? Why are we talking about the coroner? Oh, I wanted to know if you had access. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but I Why do have access like to jail. Busy. It's a legitimate question. <laughs> and so they, you have to go through this whole training. And one of the things is they're like, definitely don't. Like, I swear to God, it was an hour training. And their whole thing was like, so whatever happens, like, definitely don't give any of the inmates drugs. And everybody's like, got it. And then it's a whole hour where they're like, don't give the inmates drugs. Yeah. Don't give them sandwiches. Don't go. And then there's a video. This literally happened where it was like a fucking one of the guards. The guy was like, can I just have a taco? Give me a taco. It starts with a taco. Next thing, he's giving them drugs. It's like, you'd think it's like the simplest thing of like, Wait, oh, I'm not, I'm not there's a corporate video yes. that talks about yes. don't give prisoners yes. tacos. That is, no, it says don't give them drugs, hey, but everybody. then the video starts. Tacos lead to drugs. We all know it. That's it's a, a gateway. That's a legitimate thing. <laughs> and that's the thing is those guards don't think that they're going to end up just like hoarding coke in, in burrito bags. Like, but that's, it's just a taco. <laughs> Cut that's to. what happens. Here's your suitcase of heroin. I swear to God. And so this girl's like, I just want to know more about my family. Next thing you know, you got a mule stuck to your back and you're going in. Oh, my God. That's not what it means to be a mule. <laughs> I just don't want this to result with you having an asshole filled with heroin. That's all I'm saying. And I don't want it to result with an actual live mule tied to her back. <laughs> Even Dana, who loves murderers, doesn't want you to write now, to the murderer. let's get this straight. Okay. I'm not saying I love murderers. I'm very fascinated by the psychology of okay. it. So just like Penny, yeah. I'm not glamorizing what they've done. Okay. But I do think it's important to understand, or try to, the psychology behind it. Right. Don't write to your murderer cousin. Probably not. Please don't. Probably Unless not. you want an entire I helium. I the shit out of that and figure <laughs> out what happened. Yeah, why don't you start listening to some murder podcasts so you can sort Pull of like get old, your fixation. What's that? When you used to go to the library and look at fish, microfiche? Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> do some old school investigation. Dana's idea of a good time is microfiching at the coroner's office. <laughs> it's like your birthday present. You're such a weirdo. We don't have microfiche there. <laughs> we just don't want you to end up with the helium balloons filled with heroin in your asshole. That's all I'm saying. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> we also do something on this show called Absolute Yours. These are your crazy, outlandish, weird, embarrassing, horrific secret stories that you've never wanted anybody to hear. Please do write them to us. you want me to share one this week? Please. So I'll go back to my Blake Shelton Oh, yeah. Experience. Okay. So I love, I love country music. Right. I like all kinds of music, but country music reminds me of home. Great. Um, which, by the way, there was a terrible tragedy. Oh, my God. My I know. State. We need to talk about that. I'm sending very much oh. love to all those that were lost. There was a um, I lived near Branson, Missouri, about uh -huh. 45 minutes away. And so I was there a lot. And um, there are these sort of tourist <coughs> vehicles called ducks. And they were used in World War II. They have them in Boston because they're land and water. And they're right? land and water. Yes. And there was a thunderstorm that came up unexpectedly while a couple of boats were on Table Rock Lake and one of them capsized and that sunk. That is so insane. And I think at this point there's 17 dead. Oh. Yeah, it's very, very sad. So I send much love and sympathy home. Hashtag Table Rock Strong. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, back to how I'm a horrible human. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. So... My friend is um, also a country music lover. We love Blake. And so we uh, got these cheap tickets because she's like in the fan website. And it said front row. And we got them for a really good price. Okay. And we were like, we got them for such a good price. We can afford to get a quick flight up to Salinas and one night in a hotel. Okay. Right? 
So this is what we do. And we think we are just living our best mm-hmm. lives. We get there and realize we're not familiar with Salinas. <laughs> realize front row means it's the first row of chairs on the ground behind a standing pit of about 350 <laughs> children. <laughs> So my friend's like, no, this will not do. So we decide to go in the pit. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I'm way too effing old Mm -hmm, to be in a pit. And my behavior really, really says it proves that I'm right. Yes. So we're in this pit. I'm all of a real shaky five foot three. Okay. okay? I like to say five foot three. It's not going to last. Let's be honest. So she's really tall and beautiful and nobody's going to bother her. But I am the kind of person that looks nice and small (laughs) and bullyable. Okay. So people kept getting in front of me Mm -hmm. and we were standing there waiting and waiting more children in front of me and all children are about eight foot tall these days. Yes, yes. And smoking copious amounts of weed. Yes. Not vapes. Yes. Stinky, so just stinky for, weed. Just for our own edification, you're considering a child to be 27 and younger. Oh, no. These children were, I would say, 15 to 27. What? Their parents clearly bought them the tickets, which okay. I'm mad about already. All right. Okay. So I get to the point. I'm jostled around so much. People are grabbing my boobs. One woman oh. accidentally turned around, literally used my <laughs> boobs as a handle, and I stared at her and said, those are my boobs. <laughs> and she was like, I'm so sorry. What? what did she think so, they were? I don't, soft <laughs> handles in the middle of a dirt arena? I don't know. <laughs> but it pushed oh me. It really, all of this experience had pushed me to a point uh-huh. that I got, somebody said, excuse me. And I went, no, thank you. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I said, you asked me to excuse you and let you stand in front of me. And I am saying, no, you need to go around. Thank you. And I did that about six times, uh-huh. especially to the little baseball team around uh-huh. me. To the, finally, they gave me my space. Okay. And the one guy goes, what's mad? What's wrong? Are you mad? And I go, yeah, because you and your friends keep getting in front of me. And he goes, well, this is my group of friends. And I said, then you should have come with them. Oh, my God. And I said, I flew from L.A. to go to this concert, uh-huh. and I want to just be able to see, just yeah. scoot over. Now, why couldn't you look at the monitor? I can't, but I paid to see him okay. live. Okay. And so he goes, well, my friend, my friend came from Tennessee. And I go, well, that was stupid. Oh. <laughs> go back to Tennessee. Good luck. I mean, I lost it. Sure. But then once everybody was like, she's crazy, stay away, time of my life. <laughs> Plenty of room to dance. There's a list I have going in my mind of places I will never go with you. Yeah. Our concert. Good choice. The movies. Great choice. What else is there, Sarah? Swimming pool, because I'll cry. That's true. Swimming pool. <laughs> You're right. There's three places. Yeah. I also but if think. People would just behave. No. You can't expect people to behave in a concert. I Don't had a cigarette. Say excuse me and stand in front of me <laughs> at a concert no. when you're taller than me. I had a person put a cigarette on me, out on me at Dave Matthews Band. It's like that's no. just that's just sort of collateral damage. No. If you're at a concert, unless you're a rich person and you get to be in like the box seats, things are going to happen. No, if you say excuse me and you're asking me, I'm going to tell you <laughs> no. <laughs> well, also you didn't take care of yourself in that situation How? because you're t- you're right. You're too old to be in the pit. Yeah, that's no not. I need you to, need be to be in a up chair. in the grandstand where we can sit and stand. That's right. And no child putting breaks. his elbow in my That's mouth. That's correct. It's not yeah. appropriate. No. It so was... to all the people that were at Blake Shelton with Dana, we're sorry. I'm not sorry. I am for I am you. I'm not for sorry. her. Hashtag sorry. Legitimately. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Oh, boy. Also, I'm never going back to Salinas. 
they are happy about that. Nobody, you're not hurting anybody's feelings. They're thrilled. There's probably a billboard up there that says steer clear of the mean lady. <laughs> this person, do you think we're ever going to be successful enough to have Blake Shelton on this show? Yeah. Do you think it's weird that no one's allowed to sing Miranda Lambert songs on The Voice? Like, oh, do you, is that true? Well, I don't know, but do you ever notice the country girl singing Miranda Lambert? Like, they don't. Well, because they got, because he's you a think? judge. I know. I mean, I'm thinking they're just like, don't do it. They're like, I'm not going to press my luck. I know, but she has some good songs. She really does, yeah. Ugh, anyway, this person writes, so we decided to take a family trip to San Antonio with a five-year-old and an 11-year-old. We were almost there, and my son's nose started bleeding. Mind you, there was nowhere for us to pull over on this Texas road. Oh, no. So being the wonderful mother that I am, I quickly opened a... A tampon, super, just in case you're wondering, and plugged him up. I could not find a napkin or wipe or anything to stop the bleeding. It was literally gushing out everywhere. So who was mom of the year? Me. <laughs> she stuck a tampon up her, up her son's nose. Why do you not have napkins I'm in your thinking, car when you have two children? No, but you know what? It's not a bad idea. Because it feels like a tampon is the perfect nose sucker, doesn't no, it? A super is way too also, big for that super, child's nostril. Also, a super, yeah, what was she thinking? She ripped her child's nostrils <laughs> open. <laughs> Supers are big. Yeah, they're pretty good size. Oh, it sounds like you're super into them. What I mean, they're right my now? friend. I don't know why you want to release information much. about it's my too flow, much. But <laughs> This person wrote, oh my God, drunk story. Hi, Allison and Dana. Lo Hi. Love you guys. I'm binging the podcasts because they are the best thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. And on episode 20 that I'm on right now, you say you want drunk stories. Of course, I'm sure that was me. Reminded <laughs> me of mine. The summer I was 21, I was between apartments, so I stayed on the couch at a coworker's house. Party house, many stories here. One night going out drinking, I got quite drunk and a little down on myself as I got embarrassed easily too and I believe I puked in my friend's car I felt bad about it <laughs> also known as an uber <laughs> I felt bad about it so as we were getting out of the car in my friend's gravel driveway I crawled out as though that would hide me and kept saying leave me here I'm homeless anyway as I was crawling and just trying to lay down in the gravel to stop the world from spinning I believe they got me inside to another couch but the next morning my hands were a bit scraped up from the gravel and my friends still nine years later sometimes still say to me just leave me me here i'm homeless <laughs> was it you guys that i was talking about how i woke up in that house and no one was there yes did i say that on the podcast yeah, i did. did okay yeah i don't know and i and i think i talked about um my friend when he turned 21 he got really wasted and fell asleep in the gravel driveway and none of us brought him in the house no you gotta leave just leave him there no, if they're that that's drunk not safe. no you don't think i don't think that's safe oh i feel like if a person's wasted and they're uh, down just got to move on. What if they die, Allison? Well, you just check. I mean, check to see if they're breathing. But then, you know, I wouldn't want to be moved. As a matter of fact, it's funny. Somebody recently, I don't know, something happened on my Facebook where somebody said, like, oh, that's typical Allison. And I remembered this is a guy who I had passed out on his bed, and they tried to move me. I puked all over his bed. That's what wow. happens when you move a drunk. You were going to puke on that bed no matter what. You don't know that. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to sleep it off. No, it's always ready in there like a, it's loaded. Well, certainly don't move the person. It's coming out. And I'm not, a, I'll be honest, I'm not a big puker. I can remember the times I puked. Oh, I puked I'm a on big his. Puker. But yeah, but that doesn't even have anything to do with your drinking. No, uh -uh. <laughs> it's just in general in life. Yeah. I remember the other, because I remember that time. And then I remember another time I 
puked and peed my pants at the same time. Ugh. But I stayed out for like another eight hours. No, I was like, I don't you. care. Just let's keep the party Everyone going. hated you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told you one time I puked macaroni in the front yard and it was there for four months. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Why? Guy, our gardener would come and mow and it just never went what anywhere. What are you even talking about? So what's about? that say about macaroni noodles, guys? It's not good. It's not good. No, it isn't good. <laughs> no. Even Sarah looks disgusted. Yeah, no. She just had a quinoa chip. <laughs> so you're a vegetarian? I mean, I eat fish. So you're a pescatarian. Yeah, but I say vegetarian because... To feel better? She just fell asleep. She yeah, legitimately just fell asleep. Sarah, let me see your notes. She's so bored by our conversation. Let me see your notes. Sarah actually wrote notes today. She did? One of them says, don't write letters to a murderer. Oh, good. <laughs> really good These job. Are personal notes for myself. <laughs> just personal Sarah <laughs> notes. learned from today's podcast. One guys, of them just says, I don't want to grow up to be these women. <laughs> But you guys, I want to say something. I actually really missed you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I you don't I have to say like, anything back. I it's texted, not a big deal. I texted and sent you like a Facebook message while you were gone, and you completely ignored everything. Yeah. Although so we did have that long conversation that Sarah came home from work too. <laughs> I think you were back in town. What the fuck are you talking about? Remember she posted about how, what were Allison and I talking about? Oh, you mean on text? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I want you to know, it, it, even Jeremy, I talked to Jeremy five days. I sent days. you a message about a job for us. I just don't remember. I mean, when I say that I go dark, I mean, I literally, my phone is almost never near me. Allison, Hollywood doesn't wait for anyone. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Why are you here? Because I only get to see my family like a little bit. And when I go there, I want to be, that's like my Zen time. Right. I understand that. But you will lose, like you you will lose out on opportunities if you're I just like. It. But did I lose that up? What was the job? I don't remember. It was for BuzzFeed. Did for we us get to it? To do a mommy show. Yeah, but you submitted. Myself? You didn't submit me? I said I have a partner, but I wrote about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Then you know what, Dana? I feel that the universe is in charge, Uh and then I wasn't meant to be doing that thing. They didn't even write me back, you guys. (laughs) So it didn't even work. No. (laughs) Nothing. I think I am completely available most of the time, especially to you two idiots. So... And I'm not completely available to everybody. When I go to Chicago, that's my Zen time. I get what if to, you and I sold a show? Yeah. And while you were in Chicago, they were like, "We need a second pass at this." I feel like you would find a way to contact Robbie and let him know that it was important, and then maybe I would respond. That is such a bullshit answer. <laughs> and also, why do I have to go through her husband? Everybody to get knows to the Queen. Everybody knows that if you really want to get a hold of me and you can't, yeah, Robbie texted me from Chicago, but you didn't. That's because Robbie doesn't consider it his Zen time like I do. It's my Zen time. I went to yoga while I was there with one of the Real Housewives. I went to Pilates. I lived my best life. It was incredible. Really? Was it your best life or did you really miss me and Sarah? What's the truth here? (laughs) What's the truth? It's like I'm in a threesome. (laughs) I love you. I love spending all my time with you except for like three weeks out of the year when I go to Chicago. In which case, you're both dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Someday you can come with me to Frankfurt, Illinois, and you'll realize what a peaceful, zen place it is, and you too won't be on your phone. Okay. Pass. Sarah. I, in my mind, if I go to Chicago and meet your family, it's just like 14 Allisons and no. I can't handle. No, you know what? They do not understand me at all. They're oh, not, that's like my family. They don't get where I came from. They're yeah. not here for it. They're yeah. confused. Mm-hmm. They don't enjoy it. Yeah. No. My mom doesn't think I'm funny. No. Yeah. They say, no, no, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No, they are very confused by everything I stand for. Yeah. It's a lot of eye rolling and just like, I don't, she's just our job. We are my not sure. don't even answer my texts anymore. No. I'll send a picture of me and Henry and it's just <laughs> silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that I'm the confusing of, of all the family. Like yeah. they all are no, know what's going on. And I'm just... Oh, my God. You're the murder jail person in your family. Yeah, I think so. I did... I'm good at events. Because, you know, when I was home, I threw... Uh, here's the other thing. I get a little busy. I threw, Yeah, that's not zen. I threw a catered party for 75 people yeah, that's on the 4th of July. Zen. You went home to yeah. do a job. It was, I mean, and you're right. And then refused to answer me when I tried to get you one that paid. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah. it's. I'm not saying it's right. It's just that's my time to show up for my family. You know, I have the California guilt. So I'm just like so in there. I. I'm moving and shaking. I'm getting, I'm bringing in kiddie pools. I got bubble guns. I have catered. I have a hundred mini desserts. I have a Peppa Pig cake. I've got another sheet cake. It looks like the American flag. Like I'm here to play. Wow. You've never done anything that nice for us. I'm flying you to Boston you are, for your birthday. You are not. Yes. Last Boston is flying yeah. me. But I helped by sending Speaking the email. Speaking of Boston yeah. and threesomes. Yes. Sarah. Please. Are you going to Boston? Are you? Oh, that face. No. Okay. Probably it's not. Probably not. Why? Oh, wow. Okay. Why? Is it because you have a she's boy strangling you want herself? See? She's literally strangling herself. <laughs> oh, she, she killed herself. Answer. She killed herself. She okay. doesn't want to answer. I, I am just, I'm traveling a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> we didn't notice. We have not noticed. <gasps> you guys, I have to go. It's too much. Don't try to get her on your side. All right. I told you, I already have a Boston intern. Okay. Okay. Not that you're replaceable. We can never replace you. I have Unless you are constantly traveling and we actually you. have to replace you. <laughs> Okay. Allison. Yeah. I mean, you're in charge of the structure of the show. Is this like wrap up time? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I don't know. I can't see. Sarah's hiding the computer. You don't even look at your phone to know what time it is? No, because look at all these texts. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got, I came back to my phone the other day. I had 87 texts. I saw that. That's unacceptable. From my fucking high school girlfriends. Yeah. I would block them. We. Group texts are just by nature 87 rude. texts. I was like, is this a joke? Yeah. I mean, and they want to know if I'm going to the reunion, which they ask me every two weeks. And here's the thing. No, I'm not. I don't live there. I got to yeah. go. I see okay. you fucking whores all the time anyway. Yeah. And then when you're in oh, your Jesus Christ. Blackout, Say goodbye, Dana. It's too Allison, much. What? I love you. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I missed you guys. Missed you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Shut up and sit down.